This episode is brought to you by Smokestack's Almighty Beef Jerky. It's more than just a snack. It's a gourmet snack experience. Smokestack's Almighty Beef Jerky is a -a one-of-a-kind gourmet snack experience. Their signature recipe has a flavor profile that delights the senses. With its rich smoke flavor, a hint of garlic, God, I'm getting hungry just thinking about it, black pepper, and just enough heat that rounds everything off for you. Smokestacks is great with your choice of craft beer, whiskey, or a nice glass of wine. And if you add some cheese and my personal favorite, some olives, you have yourself one very tasty flavor experience. You can find Smokestacks on social media or at www.smokestacksalmightybeefjerky.com. And for being such good listeners, if you use my name, Rob Scott, it'll give you a 10% off of your first order. That's not bad. If you really like beef jerky as much as I do, get online and order yours today. You'll love it. This week has been exceptional for me. I uh, started doing some uh, driving for Lyft again, and um, I uh, had some really interesting rides, but one of them stuck out more than anything else. And it was this, this was, this was this black lady that I picked up. She was in her probably, I'd say, mid-70s, and I was picking her up. We were in the car with each other for about a half hour. I was taking her to a doctor's appointment up in Cincinnati someplace. And usually when I'm driving, I have my, I have my, um, my music playing, my music list playing in the background, you know, in the background. I don't listen to the radio and stuff, and I have it playing. And, and I, was, uh, I was listening to it, and the spinners came on. And uh, the song was a one-of-a-kind uh, love affair. And um, we're, uh, I was kind of like getting into it. And all of a sudden, <laughs> out of the back seat, she starts singing. And I, I'm telling you, it was like she was like singing to a karaoke man. She was just, she was just belting out the lyrics to the song. And she was just kind of getting into it, all the background, you know, vocals and stuff like that. And she was just having such a good old time. And um, at the end of it, she goes, oh, man, she goes, I really, really love the Spinners. They're one of my favorite uh, groups. I know all their songs. And she goes, do you happen to have Rubber Band Man? And I went, oh, gosh, it's the only one that I don't have on my uh, on my phone. You know, I've, my my playlist is kind of very eclectic. So I have all kinds. I have, you know, R&B, I have hard rock, I have... Um, contemporary. I have rap, if you can believe that. A very limited amount of rap. Um, I have some country. I have some stuff that, you know, that I don't even know why I have it. Uh, Rap is on there because my son asked me to put some on there for the younger, you know, people that I pick up, high school students (laughs) that I pick up. But she was like so much, so into this. And, and uh, I had another song that I, I, I knew I had like three or four of the spinners song on my playlist. So it's kind of like you know, going through my list, and I found a couple more. And we, and the thing is, she was just she was just singing. I started singing with her, so we're singing in this car. But the people who are watching us go by, they were kind of like looking at us, like you got this dude in the front, and you got this lady in the back, and we're sitting there singing, and it was so much fun. She was the nicest lady in the world. She was so sweet, so nice, um, and she just at the end of, at the end of the ride, she gets out. She's boy, I've had a good ride with you. Beautiful music, great music. And uh, you have a nice day, okay? And remember, God bless you. And I thought, man, what a what a what a super lady, and and just made my day. I think I was pretty close to the end of the day when I was driving, anyway. So it really topped off my day. Um, that was my experience with my driving this week. I thought it was really cool. Um, 
you know, this uh, I had an op- I had an opportunity to go out to the farm uh, to go check on the animals. Uh, my brother was doing something else, so I told him I'd go out and you know let the chickens out and feed the horses and stuff like that. And uh, last couple last couple of days, uh, one of the horses, Frisco, has been sneaking out somehow. We can't figure out like where he's getting out, but he's getting out behind the fence, getting out from behind the fence, and kind of like walking around the whole the whole farm basically and kind of like out on the road so we've been trying to find where the, where he's been sneaking out we haven't been able to find out where he's been getting out so i told you know i told my brother i'd check on him and make sure that he was he was in the place where he was supposed to be you know and luckily he was he hadn't gotten out so we don't know exactly still whether he will again or not but we'll we'll have to wait and see but i was out there uh last night and uh the weather was just perfect, uh, just a little bit of a breeze. And, you know, I was just sitting there kind of like waxing, potent up, waxing poetic. But I was just sitting there thinking, I'm going to be leaving here in a couple of weeks to go out to Utah. Uh, most of you know that, you know, that I've uh, went through divorce and, and I've been staying here in Ohio um, for a few months while I get my head straight. And my goal is always to kind of go out to Utah. That's where my kids live, at least, th- at least three of them. And, uh, and my grandkids, I have four grandkids and, uh, and that's where I'm going to be heading, uh, in a couple of weeks, probably the first week of uh, November. And I got to thinking, you know, like how much, how much I've, uh, enjoyed, um, how much I've enjoyed coming, uh, coming out to the farm and, and working out on the farm. And it's just a, it's just a really, uh, peaceful uh, place. I'm really going to miss it when I, when I leave, um, I really am, I'm, I'm very thankful for, you know, my brother taking me in and, and his wife, you know, Leslie taking me in and, and, uh, help me out. And, uh, I've really made a lot of progress and, uh, and I've really kind of, I've really come to an understanding how important it is to have really good friends and, and loved ones, people who really care about you, um, and how important they are in recovery and um, helping you get yourself, you know, when you're going through tough times, whatever it is, everybody has difficult times and has different challenges in their lives. And uh, they have been such a help to me. Um, and I've, I feel like I'm starting to feel relatively normal again from where I was uh, several months ago. And I really, but I am really, really going to miss this, this, this place and the miss the farm and all the hard work, basically, of really busted my stones since I've been here. <laughs> I've done a lot of done a lot of work and gladly, you know, just just wanted just to just put everything everything I had into it. I go to bed at night and I'm just exhausted, tired and sleep nights, uh, sleep really well and get up and just uh, you know, went, uh, rinse and repeat, but it's been a good a good experience. I'm looking forward to uh my future. I'm looking forward to my drive out there. I'm hoping my, I think my son's going to come out and he's going to fly out and he's going to, he's going to drive back with me. So we should have a good time, uh, flying back, uh, fly, I mean, driving back out there. So I'm looking forward to that in the next chapter of my life. And, um, if you, if you're out there and you're going through some struggles and you don't think that there's going to be light in the, at the end of the tunnel, let me just tell you there is, and, you know, hold on to people that you can trust and hold on to people that will give you good advice. I don't care who that is, if it's a brother, sister, your mom, your a counselor, your religious leader, whoever it is, um, do that because 
it's it's a tough road sometimes to hoe, and um, the more help you have, uh, the easier it is to stay focused on what you need to what you need to focus on, and 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 find people who can be honest with you and, and just tell you the way it is. Uh, you don't need people that are going to candy coat it for you. You need people to tell you straight up what's going on and and what you need to do to fix it. And um, it's uh, and that's what my that's what my friends and my families did to me. I've reconnected with friends from high school uh, that I hadn't talked to in a long time, uh, and have become close with them. I've reconnected with my um, my older brother. Um, I've always stayed in touch with him, but I've reconnected with him since I've been back here in Ohio. In fact, uh, last Friday we went. Uh, he and I went camping at the scout camp that we're cleaning up. And uh, we went out Friday night early. I found a nice place on this nice uh, knoll, kind of like this little ridge between two, almost two valleys. And it was just gorgeous. Found a perfect place for the tent. And we set up a, you know, we set up a a fire pit and stuff like that. And and, uh, it was gorgeous. The night was beautiful. It got cold. It got down to like 30s. Like, well, it actually got down to 30, but we were nice and warm, toasty or blank. You know, our sleeping bags and everything were good. And we had good meals and a good fire. And I had a chance to, you know, talk to talk to him and and ask him, you know, questions that I haven't been able to ask him for, you know, for a long time. And it was, I just, I knew that he was appreciative. I was appreciative of uh, being able to spend some time with each other. We had a great time. We laughed. We saw, you know, deer and listened to baby coyotes and uh, yelping and barking and stuff like that. It was pretty cool. The sky was as clear as anything. You could see the stars, you know, in the the heavens. It was just a beautiful night and just really thankful. Just another, you know, experience that I've had since I've been here that's been great. Um, But we've been doing a lot of cleaning up down there. And I got to tell you a couple stories. Um about some cutting down trees that I wanted to share. Um, I usually, when I'm with, with my brother and our, our friend Bill, uh, they usually are the ones that are usually cutting down the trees, and I'm usually the one that usually cleans them up. Or, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll de-limb them and cut the limbs off and then cut them up in smaller pieces, you know, smaller logs and stuff like that so we can we can transport them, get them out of the way. So that's been my kind of like my job. It's... it's um, but this time we were we were cleaning up some trees that, that they were tall trees, but they weren't like massively wide round trees. I would say that they average about twelve to sixteen inches apart, you know, wide in circumference. And um, my uh, Bill, who comes out, he's he's our tree master basically. He he has this big twenty eight inch or thirty two I can't remember twenty eight inch. Uh, bar on his uh, chainsaw he can cut just about anything and it just just cuts through that stuff like butter anyway these trees are a little bit smaller so <clears throat> bill and todd you know they tell me hey, why don't you grab your chainsaw and let's cut these four trees down here right along the road because they were kind of like leaning over leaning over they were dead and more than likely we're going to fall anyway all right so i did the first two they dropped pretty easy <clears throat> and i get to this third this third tree now these trees were kind of like growing you have the like the the pathway in the road where the cabins were sitting, and then right off that where these trees were growing, the it drops off pretty dramatically. The drop off is is pretty steep, so it's not easy to cut these these trees down because you're not standing on level ground, right? 
So you got one, you know, you one foot's all the way down, probably about half the length of my leg, and I got my other leg up higher because it's just the way that the 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 terrain was. It makes it really hard to cut. At least it was for me because I didn't do it very often. And uh, so I'm I'm starting to cut this tree, and I notch it like I'm supposed to, but I didn't notch it quite deep enough. And I couldn't. I, and I cut the I cut the groove down. I cut the angle down, and then I tried to cut in there to, to get the, the, uh, the notch out and it wouldn't come out. So I got around the back and the tree was about 16 inches in diameter, right? Just a little bit bigger than my, my chains, my chainsaw bar. So I'm sitting there cutting the back of this thing to get it to drop where we want it to drop. And I had to, you know, had worked on this side and, and then they were, they were kind of directing me to come around this side. I can run around the other side and cut a little bit there. And then I came right back around the other side. And like before I'd start cutting, though, I'd, I'd kind of cleared out an area because it was very uh, thick with brush and little small, you know, overgrowth and, and all kinds of stuff. So I kind of cleared it all out because I wanted a place to be able to get away from the tree when it fell, you know. Yeah, I don't know if you've ever seen a tree fall before, but a lot, a lot of times they'll hit and they buck up and you, you just you got to be careful. You just don't want to get caught in that. So I kind of cleaned out an area that I thought would be okay, right? So I could ex- escape when I when the tree starts to fall. In. So I'm cutting along and I'm getting this getting this tree and I'm just about through to where the where I cut the groove into it and it starts to pop and I'm looking up at this tree and it's starting, you know, and I can see that it's starting to fall in the direction I need it to fall and it's it's slowly so I so I quickly kind of like start to move away from the tree with my with the chainsaw chainsawed running of course and I pull away from the tree and I step back a couple steps because it's starting to fall I'm trying to get away from it you know so I don't get hurt and lo and behold I must have like grabbed a like an old uh, like a log or small branch underneath all the leaves in the in the thicket that was underneath of it and I literally went, went backwards and did a somersault, a couple, two or three somersaults down this, down this ravine, right? And my chainsaw in my left hand, I'm sitting there trying to hold, I was holding on to that and it was running still. And I felt myself go and I started rolling backwards, head over heels on my, on my, on my back. And um, I finally came to a stop and I caught myself and I finally came to a stop and I'm laying on my back. And of course, what you're doing is you're kind of like assessing your situation before you move. I'm just kind of like, you know, moving my arms, making, moving my legs, make sure I didn't, you know, break anything. Because I went, I rolled quite a ways down and there was all kinds of uh, brush and, and logs and tree branches and everything that were down where we were cutting. So I kind of like, after my assessment, I go, well, okay, I got lucky, didn't have any broken arms. You know, I was okay. My legs were okay. Um... I didn't know where my chainsaw was because it just flipped out of my hands when I started rolling. And uh, so I, I hear my sister-in-law, Leslie, she calls from up at the top. I couldn't even see anybody because I was so far down. And she goes, Bob, you okay? You okay? And I go, yeah, I think so. And I'm yelling back up at her. And uh, so they come to the, they came over. And I finally, when I stood up, I could see them. And she, she yells out and she says, don't move your glasses. Your, your, your glasses are off. You don't, I, your glasses are somewhere. So I kind of like, I didn't, I froze and I wanted to make sure that I didn't, um, you know, that I didn't, wasn't stepping on my glasses or anything like that. So I kind of like took a few minutes to kind of like get my bearings and, and I, I finally found those and was able to put them back on. 
and they're all kind of like worried about me because, you know, they saw me flip and saw me, you know, <laughs> rolled down this ravine. And I said, no, I think I'm okay. Um, chainsaw was over. I looking around. My chainsaw was over, uh, stuck in between two branches. It was sticking straight up, you know, but it was still running. So I, uh, you know, I went over there and I turned it off and uh, turned it off. And, and I was just checking. They're asking me if I'm okay. And I said, well, I don't. I don't see any blood anywhere. I don't see any big cuts or anything from my chainsaw. I must be okay. And and uh, my uh, Leslie goes, "You are the you are so lucky uh, because if you wrote, would have ro- uh, rolled probably another five or six feet, you would have gone off the edge down into the creek, <coughs> down into the creek bed, which was a substantial drop." And I turned around and I looked, and literally the the you know the the edge of where I was, the uh, in, de- decline where I was, just dropped off down to this creek, this bare creek. And I was really lucky that I that I was able to catch myself. So I uh, you know I grabbed my chainsaw and I kind of like you know did the dog walk, you know, bear walk back up there because it was so steep to get back up there. And I'm kind of checking myself out, make sure I didn't have anything. I thought I was okay. I was very lucky. You know, nothing, nothing hurt me at all. You know, I was just lucky. And then, you know, you look back and it's not, you know, it's like, Hey, you had a good experience. It's funny, blah, 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 blah. Well, I get home that night. And of course I'm getting, you know, getting ready to get in the shower and I'm taking off all my dirty clothes and stuff. And I take off my pants I just bought these pants. They're, uh, I don't know if you've heard of the, the name or not. They're 5'11s. Uh, they're like a tactical pants. They're a really nice pair of pants. They're like all cotton, but they breathe really well, and they're really, uh, really tough. And uh, I just bought them, literally. I think I've worn them like two times. And I took them off, and I was going to put them on. And I threw them on my bed, and I looked at the back pocket, and there was this huge gash <laughs> in the left back pocket. And I went, holy cow! I go, that's where my, that's where the chainsaw hit me, um, and cut and cut and, and cut the back you know, uh, pocket pants. And uh, I said, man, I am like so lucky that that didn't go any deeper. You know, I checked inside to make sure it didn't go. Th- it was just on the outside pocket piece of cloth, and it didn't go into the the back of the pants. You know, that were against my skin. And I was very lucky that. I didn't get I didn't get hurt. I didn't even realize that I had done any damage to to my pants or that I even gotten cut with the with the chainsaw. I was very lucky. So I looked back on that and I kind of laughed and you know escaped uh, something <laughs> really kind of crazy that day. And um, so, but then the following day, here's the thing: the following day we had a couple more trees that we had to fall. And uh, Bill, he had brought his big 28 inch bar with him, you know, because some of the trees that we had left were like these big these big massive trees and the one that he started cutting down was like 24 inches 26 inches in diameter they're big trees and big and tall too massive trees well he's he's down there he's he's starting to cut he he notches his his out and uh he the notch comes out you know and he's starting to cut on cut on the back of this thing to bring it to bring it to where the notch was and uh and his his chainsaw is just so it's like cuts like you know, cuts through wood like butter anyway. And he gets he gets to the point and you hear it you hear the tree pop. And my brother and I we were sitting there watching the tree and it starts to starts to go in the direction that we had, you know, where he notched it and everything and it was it was falling. 
And Bill kind of like, he he moves away, and I don't know what he was doing. I don't know if he got disoriented or what he did. It was so funny. It was like Todd and I were watching it both, and we're, and we're just like, what are you doing? And he starts to, he, he, he turns around to move away from the tree, and then he turns back around, and he starts going towards the tree like he was going to try to, you know, get underneath the tree before it fell. And it was like falling at the same time. And like right when he went to look like he was going to try to go under the tree as it was falling, he I think he realized that he's, he's going to make it. And now the tree is just like right in front of him, like it's right on his chest, basically. And he pushes himself back, pushes himself off the tree as it's falling. <laughs> and he goes backwards, right? And he falls into some of the, the thicket and stuff behind behind that tree. And that tree comes down, bang, it just breaks into like a billion pieces, branches all over the place, you know? And Todd and I are going like, what in the world just happened? You know, because he's very careful. All of us are very careful when we're doing this stuff. And it was just like, it was just really interesting. He gets up and he's kind of like rubbing himself off a little bit. He says, I'm okay. And he, he tries to go over the new the newly fallen tree, right? And he catches his left foot on the tree as he's going to, trying to jump across. And he literally just does his face plant right in the grass. And Todd and I were like, we were just, I felt bad for him. And we said, oh, you're okay. But we are laughing our heads off. And he gets up and he's just he's laughing. He's kind of like bleeding on his arm or something like that. Where he where he, something I don't know if it probably scraped him from the tree falling or something like that. But we we were asking him like, what in the world were you trying to do? Like, were you trying to like sneak underneath the tree as it was falling? Because my gosh, you would have been dead. That thing would have squashed you like a bug, you know. And uh, he says, yeah. He says, I don't know. I, I don't know what I was thinking. I was just uh, I got a little disoriented and or something and he turned around and he kind of went this back way and I thought it was going to get through there and then I realized I couldn't and the tree was right there. <laughs> anyway, so it was uh it was an interesting couple of days with uh, you know, with our plain Paul Bunyan, you know. It was like crazy and we're both lucky that we didn't get hurt worse than we did. Um so but that's after so many that's after we've dropped a lot of trees, so I count ourselves lucky that it was the only bad experiences that we have, and you know now they're just good. Now they're just good, funny stories, and and uh, to remember, you know, to remember things by as we've, you know, we worked out there at the scout camp, and we've done other trees around the around the uh, around the farm and over in Indiana. So it was really, it's been the reason why I'm telling these things because it's just been such a good experience here. I've learned a lot, and uh, I've worked hard, and. That's what I needed. I needed a place to just uh, forget and to reset my mind. And it's been a really good experience here. We've 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 done so much here, um, uh, and I'm I'm really happy that I was able to be helpful you know, to my brother and working on the farm and stuff like that. And it was just there's a good there's just something about good hard labor that is very healing. And I I knew that. Before I, you know, I was raised by parents that were hard workers. My father was just a hard worker, and I was taught those principles when I was young. And you know, the things you want to work for, you have to you have to work for them. Uh, nobody's going to give you anything. And you know, that's the kind of attitude I've always had in my life. And when I came here, and I was you know going through what I was going through, um, that's what I needed. I needed to kind of get back to you know the basics and stuff like that and, and just do some hard work. And boy, they, I've had enough work here to, 
to, to keep me busy, and it's been a really good experience. So before I wrap up here, I've been trying not to be uh, too political. Um, there's too many uh, other podcasts out there that talk about politics, and I'm not, you know, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a, a political science major or professional or anything like that. And I do have my views. Uh, most of you know that I'm relatively conservative in, in my views and things like that. Um, but I think that this this um, this election cycle is probably one of the most important ones that that we that I, I may see in the rest of my life. I've, I've, I've you know, I've been able to participate in some very important elections. Uh, but I believe that this one's going to be more important than them all together. And um, I've had several people ask me, like, you know, like, what do you look for in a candidate? What do you look for when you are deciding who you want to vote for? Most of them know who I'm going to vote for. But they still ask a question, and I let them know. And this is what I always tell them. I say, I look for the person that, that does the work that I expect them to do. And, and whether they have kept their promise to me or not. Um, I have, uh, unfortunately, have, have listened to presidents in the past who, have, who sp- spoke well, who had a good vocabulary, and were slick and smooth in the way that they spoke to the American people, and were, quote-unquote, very professional and very presidential. And those same presidents also looked at the American people and just blatantly looked us in the eye and lied to us about things that they did personally and things that they were doing uh, um, policy-wise. And I really, it really says a lot about the individual that you're voting for. And the reason why I vote for the people that I vote for is because I like those who keep their promises. And I think that our president of the United States today, he may not be your choice as far as uh, a poster child for the way you want your your kid, maybe kid to act. And you may say, well, that's not very, you know, it's presidential to what he does and what he says. And, you know, calling, you know, calling people by, you know, names like Sleepy Joe or Nutsy Nancy or Pocahontas or whatever, (laughs) you know, whatever. And um, I think a lot of that, it comes out of self-defense that he's been so under attack since he's been the president of the United States since the very first day he's walked into office and was sworn in, you know, and uh, and I think he's a lot of it's he's reacted almost like being being bullied, you know, by those who are quote unquote uh, career politicians. He wasn't. He's not a politician. He'll never be a politician, and that's one of the reasons why I voted for the man in the first place. I don't look for him to be a saint. Um, I know he's not. I know he has his past, and that's okay. I'm okay with that. What I'm really happy about is that he kept his promises to me, as 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 a voter, and he did his best to keep. And he's and he's continued to make things uh, much better. You know, his opponents have called him all kinds of names, uh, from being a Nazi to uh, Hitler, uh, Stalin. Um, you know blaming him for, you know, basically calling him a mass murder for killing 200,000 people with this pandemic. And I think it's just wrong. I just, it's just absolutely wrong. And that it just seems like, 
the left and the media and everything is just everything is against this guy. And you know what? Here's the thing. He just he takes all this stuff and just quietly in the background, quietly in the background, he he's been getting work done. Criminal justice changes, the economy. He's helped more people. Unemployment's been the, the lowest that it's ever been. More people are working, and that's across the board, white, blacks, Hispanics, across the board. Everybody's making a better living and more prosperous, experiencing the American dream than ever before. When he was running for office, you know, they were saying they're saying that he's a crazed nut, crazy, he's gonna have his finger on the, you know, the nuclear bombs and stuff like that. And and it's it none of that, none of it has come true. The only thing that he's done is hold to his promises that he made when he was running for president. And I th- I really admire that. Do I like all the other stuff, the tweets and all the other stuff that goes on? No, I don't. Do I like, you know, just like all politicians do and all people do, they take statistics and they use them to their advantage. And they can take the same numbers and apply them in different ways and make their point either way that you, you know, either side of the table that you want to be on. That's what statistics are about. That's why they're kind of, I don't, I don't pay attention to them that much. I don't really care about them. But to me, he's not a perfect man. He'll never be a perfect man. And I didn't vote for him the first time because he was a perfect man or that because he was presidential. I voted for him because we needed change in this country. We needed a change in our government. And he has made that change. And he has broken the mold, I believe, in the way that we do work in, in Washington, D.C. And it's been a very clear picture now of, of him and his opponents and what they stand for and the work that they're the work that they're not doing and that they should be doing. And he's over here just taking all this heat, taking all these these lies and these conspiracy theories and things like that. And he's just quietly over here, you know, you'll see a little ceremonies where he's signing something into law or he's signing some executive order that's changing like I said the the you know the um uh, justice system and how, you know, uh, um you know I, geez, I just lost my thought, but sentencing and things like that, it helps the, the black community. And uh, he's, the economy is rolling. You know, he's been nominated for three Nobel Peace Prizes for his, his, uh, his foreign policy. And he's, he's just done this quietly over here. And that I admire. I admire that. Um, and that's what I want from uh, uh, my president. I don't care what they say. I don't care how smooth they act and how smooth they, they are. I don't. It doesn't matter. It matters what they do. And you, you know, everybody, the point is, I want, just go out and vote for the person that you've, that you have researched and that you really look at the facts that's the important important thing. Don't listen to the polls. Don't listen to the media because the media lie to you. They have, they they will lie to you. Look at the policies of who you are going to vote for and see if they align with your own personal values. And look at where we are, and look at where we have come from, and get those facts. Okay, and get get right facts. Get good facts. 
They're not, don't worry about your feelings. Get the facts and then make those comparisons when you do that. And then vote. Go out and vote because this is an important election, everybody. Everybody needs to go out and vote. Whoever that is, that's your right. We, we're Americans. We have fought wars. We have fought for our freedoms to have the ability to vote those into office that, that we want to represent us in the world and represent us in our states and things like that. Do your work. You know, think about it. Uh, evaluate things. Just don't believe something because somebody tells you. I've tried never to do that. I've always tried to get all the information I can to make a good choice and do that this time around, whoever that may be. I'm not, I can't tell you who to vote for. I'm not going to do that. Uh, never do that. That's your own pr- private thing. Uh, do that. And whoever that you feel good who will make the changes in this in this country for the good, for the whole as a people, not for special interests, not for not for any special interests or something like that, but for the whole of America and all the American people, not just the small pockets of people that believe certain things. Okay, who who will help you be feel like you're safe again? Who will feel like you're protected in this country? Who will protect you from you know? Who will stand up for the laws in this country? That's what you need to look at and investigate. Get the facts and make a decision on that. Listen, thanks for listening. I appreciate it. Listen, if you like what I'm talking about here, if you like my uh, podcast, please let me know. You can get me on Rob Scott, Rob at robscottpodcast.com. My, you can get me at uh, on my website at uh, robscottpodcast.com. Please uh, tell your friends if you if you're in, if you're enjoying these, uh, subscribe to subscribe to it so I know that you're. And please drop me a note. You know, drop me an email. Let me know what you're thinking and and comments and things. I believe I'll read all of them. I, I try to do that and I try to try to better each one with with what you know kind of comments I get back uh, from those who are listening. Just uh, remember, be safe out there going to be voting here in a couple of weeks. Go out and do your civic duty, your civil duty. Go out and do it and vote for the person you think is going to be the best uh, that will take us in the next four years. And remember to be safe out there. It's a dangerous place out there. Be safe and be kind and gentle to people. And look at your look at the people that are around you as your brothers and sisters and try to look and do things that are, that are good uh, to people and for people. And you'll see that spread like crazy. Hey, thanks for listening. I'm Rob Scott, and this is my podcast with a view.